we don't live in the era of one job for 30 years, a nice watch, a pat on the back, and, and pension for the rest of your life. And so I think this pandemic is helping people understand that the paradigm has changed. I think that this is a, a great moment of introspection and, and reckoning with the past, where we have been, and you know what the future requires, demands, needs. Where Policy Meets People, a Jev's Human Services podcast. I'm Kristen Rantanen. Graduation season is upon us yet again. The sounds of pomp and circumstance fill the air as men and women receive that hard-earned degree or credential with a mix of pride, excitement, and probably a little anxiety. What's next? What does it look like to head into this job market post-COVID? Most of the discourse on this topic is framed around the idea of the graduate as an 18 to 22 year old with a freshly minted four year liberal arts degree. That was certainly my experience when I finished school. But on this episode, we're gonna focus on the non-traditional graduate, the young person getting their GED and trade certification, that 40 something adult pursuing a degree to get the promotion or make a career change. The reality is that these circumstances are as common as the full-time four-year college experience, maybe even more so. We're going to talk with some of these folks about their experiences, the barriers that got in the way, the success, their hopes for the future, and we'll talk a bit about the need to invest in educational opportunities for all adult learners. I went to William L. Sayre High School. Let's just say that like, I didn't feel like I was really like, you know, like actually learning anything. I was just there. I was just a kid just playing, you know, basketball or something like that or video games. I didn't really have like a push for anything. This is Sam. He's 22 and a recent graduate of Jev's Project WOW, which helps with high school diploma completion and provides hands-on skills training in building trades and property maintenance. How long did you stay at Sayer? I was there from ninth all the way up until 11th grade. My 11th grade year, they actually kicked me out. And what happened after you left school? I was working for about like two years. Okay. Then uh, I filmed the uh, the uh, Jabs Wild program. My mom actually uh, she she found it for me and told me to look into getting back into school. She really wanted me to get my diploma. She felt like it was necessary. I did too, but like it wasn't really on my mind so much. But I really wanted to do it for my mom, so I just went out and I I, I entered a program and they said I could I could attend. So I just put my best foot forward after that. So in WOW, you were able to finish your diploma, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what's the difference now? Because you've actually been able to hit some of your goals. So what do you think the difference is? Are you just older and wiser or is it the program? I think it has a thing to do with my age. Also, you know, just growing up. But the program pushed me like 10 times more because they did everything for me that I could ask for. And much more than that. Like, they made me a better person. Like, I actually have, like, confidence now. Like, I could get anything I want to do, I could get it done. I'm really just, like, proud of myself that I took this step to do this in life because I'm really making a big impact. And I feel like 
this is my calling. Like, this is something I, I need to do. Like, this is for me. And I really feel so comfortable right now. And every morning I wake up, I know I got to go hard and just get the job done. And I like being like that. I feel like it structures me and it makes me, like, accountable for my actions. It just, I'm happy to even be in this program. Like, like. I can't stress this enough. I tell everybody I come across about the program, what I'm doing in school, what it's like, everything. I'm just, this is a phenomenal program. Like, like I can't stress this enough. I, I'm really happy to even be here, just period. Honestly, I didn't know how to use a saw, how to frame a door, how to put a wall up, how to do all these different type of things. This is Nicholas. He's a classmate of Sam's and another June graduate of Project WOW. Nicholas is 18. So when I was in there, it was like a whole new world. It was it was interesting because I like learning about um, like geometry and all these different type of things. So getting into construction, you're going to be learning about math and you're going to be learning about how things coincide with each other and measurements need to add up to give you this result. So it started to become something that I enjoyed doing and then learning about how to make everything was, it was definitely cool for me. That's great. And you recently received your high school diploma, right? Yeah, like a week ago or a week or two weeks ago. So it was, uh, I was really excited. Um, I did not think that I would be here. Like, I really didn't think that I would uh, get to that point. I thought about it before, but to actually like sit there and then have a diploma in your hand and then it's shiny and everything so it's like i'm over here it's like hype as heck i'm like oh snap. Like, i really got my diploma congratulations that is exciting was project wow a big part of achieving this milestone in your life definitely uh when i was in there um i didn't know what to expect but the staff were really friendly and they're really driven to figure out what your problems are and how could they get you from your problem from your point to your goal that you're trying to reach and so they uh they helped me with um figuring out how to do smart goals how they need to be specific measurable achievable relatable i was learning a lot of different things in there so it helped me get a whole new mindset moving forward through the the school course being in uh, school and my actual personal life. So you've got your high school diploma and you're graduating from Project WOW. It's an exciting time. How are you feeling about your future? Are you feeling optimistic, unsure? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future. What I have in mind is after I graduate, um, the IT apprenticeship or the IT program, I was honestly thinking about probably trying to do that eventually. Um, I mean, I'm really into computers. Uh, I'm currently teaching myself each day, about like 10 minutes a day, about how to code uh, using this app called Mimo. But I mean, getting an IT out here, ITs make a lot of money as well. So getting another thing like that on my belt, that would be pretty cool to have. We are very excited to see what the future has in store for Nicholas and Sam. Of course, once all the celebration around their achievements subsides, they're left with a pretty big question. I've got a high school degree, so now what? For a little guidance to that very big question, I spoke to Patrick Clancy, President and CEO at Philadelphia Works. 
Philadelphia Works is funded by the city and develops and manages workforce solutions for Philadelphians. I know that there was a time in the United States not that long ago when you could graduate from high school, get a decent job without a college degree, maybe work in that job for, you know, 40 years, get the gold watch um, at a wage you could support your family on, retire. And um, I guess I'm just wondering, is it possible to find that kind of work now, um, the kind of economic security with only a high school diploma? Good question. I would say to you, in the era in which people were able to go from high school diploma into a real well-paying job was a manufacturing economy, you know, or we had refineries or we had big places where people hired a lot of people. I would still say you can, you can get a really good job if you find yourself into sort of a trade or into sort of a PICO or, or into a utility company where you take additional skills. I, I do think everybody's got to find a way to get some post-secondary education, not necessarily a four-year degree all the time, but you know, build their way up. And which is why I think any training program that we we invest in, we really want it to be stackable. We want it to have an ability to either get credit for that or to move on to another stackable credential. I mean, I think this lifelong learning is something that a lot of our customers are going to have to realize it's just a new phase of the economy. So for for this episode, we've been talking to graduates, but not necessarily graduates in the traditional sense, not necessarily young adults who, um, you know, who are completing four-year traditional degrees, but we're talking to young adults who return to school to complete high school diploma, adults that are pursuing credential and degree programs to help them get ahead. And these conversations have have had me wondering just how difficult it is to get into the job market right now. And more importantly, what credentials really are making the difference for job seekers? You know, I think depending on the level of employment, it could be challenging than other levels. But I would say the entry-level workforce is pretty wide open. And I would say that if you have some basic entry-level IT skills, uh, and I don't mean long certifications, but if you have the aptitude, I I think employers really want to kind of mold their own. And we're seeing a lot of growth in our life science industry. And and typically when that happens, it usually would be at the higher level. But what we're seeing now is entry-level. You know, people are able to work in labs, people that were working in administrative capacities, people that will work in IT. We also are beginning to see an, an uptick in our warehouse and, and, and logistics industry. That is just boom. We also are beginning to see healthcare uh, continue to grow, but in different ways. So we will see that a lot of hospitals want to hire medical assistants versus just nursing aides. They want to have that sort of hybrid capacity to do both administrative work, but also a customer-facing slash patient-facing work. We also think, you know, the American Rescue Plan, which is coming out of, you know, Washington, hopefully will bring an opportunity for infrastructure development. Um, and I think if we can see more roads and bridges and structures being rebuilt, I think we can see an increase in laborers, increase in electricians. So I think we're hopeful that we can begin to build up our building trades uh, in hopes that, you know, that becomes a really uh, well-paying opportunity for a lot of people. So I, I think if people are ready to go to work, there's there's plenty of opportunities for for people to look at that. Right. So it's high school. It's high school plus, and that may not be a four year credential. It may be 
something shorter term, depending on the path that you want to pursue. I would agree with you. I, I think if there's anything that we've learned from this pandemic is we have to get more opportunities for people who have not had those opportunities previously. That's the way we're going to make real change in our poverty rate. Because uh, I think we need to give many opportunities to both young people and, and people who are trying to still find their way uh, to a career path. As soon as I graduated, uh, I began my first semester in Community College of Philadelphia. I was there for three semesters, but uh, had to drop out at the end because of some financial issues I had at the time. This is Virgilio. He moved to the U.S. when he was 12 from the Dominican Republic. He learned English while attending public school and was an ambitious student, but his post-secondary education goals were nearly derailed for financial reasons. It was a letdown, really. Like, I really wanted to continue. I was, uh, you know, working throughout the summer while studying summer classes. Um, but it wasn't affordable for me. But uh, when Jeff's came around, it was like a, a huge opportunity for me. Virgilio is referring to Jeff's EDU Connect, which assists students in the tri-state region and beyond to earn their degree and launch their careers. The program provides the supports needed for post-secondary success through a personal Jeff's coach. It was uh, primarily their business model. It didn't really feel like a business. <laughs> it was very personal. Uh, they were very approachable. They helped even with stuff that I wasn't used to being helped on before, like with my uh, FOSPA and stuff like that. That was super interesting. Uh, in a good way, I mean, and it was like uh, it was like a friend of mine that was helping me throughout the whole way. I love that. Oh, that's great. So, what uh, what degree track did you get into at uh, SNHU? So I got into uh, general studies uh, on tech support. And you now have an associate's degree. I do. I have an associate's on tech support. Yeah, I did 42 projects on my last semester. 42 projects in a semester? Yep, 42 projects in a semester. So you were pretty motivated. I was, yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. That's great. What's What was uh, sort of, you know, firing up the motivation? You just, you wanted to get the credential and be ready to move on? Partially, but not entirely, I would say. It was a lot of stuff going around that time. I was uh, very frustrated with the situation I was on at the time. The job that I had around that time was not beneficiary for me. Uh, like I put in a lot of time and effort and it, it didn't pay it off in the way I expected it to. And so a lot of frustration built up and I'm not the type of person who like uh, likes to discharge you know, their emotions on a negative way for no end, for no reason at all. So I just, one night I just sat down and I was like, okay, how do I get out of here? <laughs> I got to get this degree. I got to get this I, I have to get it. Uh -huh. I have to get it. And so as soon as that, like that, my, my mentality, as soon as that night happened that I, you know, finally had that inner peace and I finally had like a concrete objective on my head on and kind of like a blueprint of happiness, I decided to put in the work and mm -hmm. that's how everything started. 
What would you tell other people who um, were thinking about pursuing a post-secondary degree? I would say that pursuing that what you love is the blueprint of happiness. If you, let's say, do something because other people tell you to, or if, if, if you just do something else that you don't really want to do, really, yes, you might earn more money, you might meet uh, people who take you to places and stuff, but if you, like you, inside of you, your core, you know, your soul doesn't tell you, this is what I want to do, there is always going to be, you know, that, like, holding you back, you know? So it's about doing what, what you love and actually like working for it. That, that's what I found the most, you know, uh, fulfilling of it all. And so if that's enough to motivate you to make you wake up in the morning and put in the time, effort and anything and anything, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. You know, you, you get out what you put in when it comes to education. Mm -hmm. And for a working adult, that's not as easy as it may sound. That's Leslie Ballway, who you heard at the top of the show. She's the director of Pierce College's Center for Career and Professional Development, where they specialize in assisting the working adult student. It requires sacrifice, and we don't take that lightly at Pierce. We know that every minute that we are asking people to spend studying, writing discussion questions, taking tests, attending classes, is time away from something else, whether it's their family, it's their hobbies, it's just living their lives. We don't take that lightly. So we really try to, to make everything as impactful as we can. We've actually talked to a couple of job seekers um, for other episodes who really took advantage of this sort of pause in the world to figure out how they wanted to reinvent themselves. It seemed to me it would be a really smart use of this, of this time, the situation that we're in right now. Are you seeing students that are coming in with that mindset? Oh, yeah. You know, we, I think that people are recognizing that they have to stay lifelong learners. They have to continue to upskill, reskill, um, assess what is needed for the now um, and not be one of the sad stories of, well, I was in this industry and then it dried up completely. The rug was pulled from under my feet and now I don't know where to go. So we don't want that to happen to anybody. And so I think this pandemic is helping people understand that the paradigm has changed. So how can they direct themselves to what's going to be good for them and their unique set of skills and experiences and capabilities and, and good for the general workforce and the community. So is this a good time to pursue a degree or a credential? There's a big part of me that wants to say, yeah, of course it is. And you should do it at Pierce College. Um, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, and of course I do believe that. But I also think, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are considering a lot of different options and a lot of, um, you know, thinking about the, the cost benefit analysis of many things. And you have to make sure that it's it's going to be something that makes sense for who you are, where you want to be, the industry that you're going into, and how it fits your life. 
So basically when I got laid off back in 2008, I decided to go back to school to become a nurse. This is Camille. She's working in an administrative capacity at the VA hospital, but has recently taken advantage of Jeff's EDU Connect to earn a bachelor's degree, not only to advance her career, but also to fulfill a lifelong goal. My nursing career started back in 2000. I had applied to uh, nursing school one time and didn't get it. And I kind of gave up and it just never, you know, I just put it on the back burner. But I always wanted a bachelor's degree. So when did you finish your bachelor's? Just did, right? May. Yes. Uh huh. Last month. What's it like to have, uh, you know, completed a, a, a credential like that and to be graduating during a pandemic? Well, it was really exciting because the day of graduation, you know, we were all together and just basically sitting around and hear my name being read. And I was like, ah! <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was really exciting. Um, and my son graduated from high school this year. So we had two graduation, you know, in the family this year. So it was exciting to have two graduates in the family in one year. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So when you were ready to start work on your bachelor's, how did you find out about the Jevs program? My niece, Karen Clark, she was the coach. Ah. Yeah, she's my niece. <laughs> wow. So she okay. called me and was like, do you want to go back to school? I was like, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but she was my coach also. She really encouraged me. I, I, I would always tell the story. There was one project um, that I had to do was on smart goals. And for the life of me, I submitted that project seven times. <laughs> and I said, you have to help me with this project. We sat down and in like five minutes, she was like, this is what you need to do. I'm like, what? This is all I had to do. The light bulb went off. So I, and she was like, submit it today. I bet you will come back as, as master. Sure enough, it did. So there were times where not giving up, but there was time when I needed that boost, you know, and, and she gave that to me and gave me pointers. If there was something I didn't understand, she basically would say, you know, no, you're reading it the wrong way. This is how you do it. Because mind you, I graduated from college back in 1995 with my associate. Ah, so, okay. you know, the way I was used to writing papers or looking at something a certain way, she was like, no, 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 that's not how it's done. You have to do it this way. So when it finally caught on, I was like, oh, OK. So, yeah, she was a big, a huge help, a huge help. What about managing school and the kids? You know, it wasn't a difficult struggle, but. You know, there was times where I had to basically have them step back in order for me to get it done. Because before I even started the program, I talked to them about the fact that I'm going back to school and this is to, you know, to improve our lives. I also did it because I want them to see that it's, it's not too late. It's never too late to learn and improve yourself. As long as you have breath in your body, you can improve. So, you know, education wise, I'm all about them trying to get their education to be successful in their life to get a career versus a job. I, I think I'm, I'm a good example for them as far as education is concerned to not give up and to keep trying to improve yourself. Some inspiring words from Camille, who is in fact not yet done improving herself and plans on starting an RN program in the fall. 
As we close out this episode, I wanted to give Leslie from Pierce College the opportunity to share some parting words of wisdom for any graduate who may be feeling a little leery about their prospects. You know, the the biggest thing I can say is everything feels a little bit unstable right now. We've seen it change a lot in the last, you know, few months. So we just have to stay agile and know that it's not always a reflection of us. When we get a rejection, one student I'm thinking of who, boy, she is just phenomenal. And she has gotten to the last interview of, you know, three interviews. It's her and somebody else, and she has just not made it. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And so we talk a lot about the, the idea that it's not really about her sometimes. So we have to stay agile. We have to keep looking at how things have changed and stay in, in any way that you can buoyant and, and recognizing that we've been through weird stuff before we have pivoted and changed and grown. It's part of our story. It's part of our DNA. And years from now, we'll, we'll look back and think, wow, the pandemic, the, this caused this change in my life. And I can say all these great things happened. It's hard to see that now. There is a bigger picture. Um, just keep keep pressing through and and keep reassessing and reevaluating what you're doing. We don't want to repeat the same things over and over, expecting a different result, right? That's like a symptom of insanity, and you're not insane. Job searching might make you insane, but <laughs> um, you know, just keep looking at what you're doing, making tweaks and relying on, you know, experts that are around you, the people in your life who are your cheerleaders um, to help get you through those, those challenging moments. Congratulations to all of the graduates of 2021. It was a tough year, but you did it. I want to thank my guests, graduates Sam, Nicholas, Camille, and Virgilio, and Patrick Clancy and Leslie Ballway. As I close, I want to note that the response to our episode about women in infrastructure has been overwhelming. I wanted to take a moment to read a message from a listener named Terry. She wrote, I was so impressed with Councilwoman Parker's passion for the work she does, bringing that money in for capital safety and infrastructure. I'm thrilled that this podcast can help everyone to envision possibilities that can push women into better paying non-traditional careers. Keep doing that great work you do. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the kind note, Terry, and we appreciate you right back. I also want to thank PWP Video for their assistance in production of this podcast. They're great partners in creating media with a mission. For more of their work, visit pwpvideo.com. Our theme song was composed by Zach Wright, and the show is produced by me, alongside of my colleague John Colburn, also of Jeff's Human Services, and Michael Schweisheimer and Pat Ganley of PWP Video. The show is skillfully edited by Pat. Follow us on social media at Jev's Human Services on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm Kristen Rantanen. Until next time on Where Policy Meets People.